1: Welcome to episode 155 of the Fearless Business Podcast. This is Jamie, and I'm here with my co-host, Mary. And today, we're talking about digital products. I mean, how exciting love is it. that? Different perspective, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're still products. Still, Yes. And you have to think about many of the same things you do with physical products, mm-hmm. but not some of the stuff that we talked about, like testing and manufacturers and things like that.
0: Right, I think it's much more about your audience and your marketing well we're I mean that's what our guest is going to be talking about is all the different things but yeah different dynamic depending on what kind of products you have
1: but I will say and I think this is one of first I should announce who our guest is going to be because she's a rock star Monica froze um, who I really think about as like a digital products guru she's just awesome I mean she's been doing it for a long time and she's got so many resources which we talk about Um, and we will also drop in the show notes. But the one thing that I think about when we were talking, when you and I were talking about in our introduction to this month's theme in that episode, and we were talking about like, you don't realize how long it's going to take. It's the same for digital products. It took me triple the amount of time to create my courses than I thought it was going to. It just did.
0: Let's just say it again, like 50 times for everyone to really understand.
1: It took forever particularly the first time you're doing it. Like I feel like once now that I've created courses, I think it would be much, 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 I know every mistake that I made. Um, and I, there's a million ways I would do it differently, but, uh, yeah, I think that that is.
0: That can be said for everything though. Right. Like me, first product you launch. Yeah. Your second product is a lot, you go about it a lot differently. Of course.
1: There were so many times where i Literally block an entire afternoon, and the tech would screw me up, or something would happen, and I'm like, okay, it's not happening. Yeah, so frustrating. I
0: mean, most project timelines are like that. They take up more time than you think.
1: It's so true, and I live my life estimating time. <laughs> Like that's literally, if you were to describe what a lawyer does, we estimate time. That's all we do. This is very true. (laughs) (laughs) So needless to say, when my estimates are wrong, they impact me very strongly. I'm so scheduled in my daily life that... So but Monica is I've known Monica for a really long time. And she I've watched as her business has grown and changed. We actually I had her talk a little bit about her story because I find where she started and where she ended up just so inspiring and interesting. I love that story also because it's sort of in a lot of ways reminds me of my story where she sort of saw some opportunities and was like, Yeah, I'll try that. <laughs> yes. And Monica's well thought out, probably more well thought out than I am. Um she's how ha- she's well researched. She knows like she's got it down, but it's just very interesting how she's not afraid to try something new or to shift and pivot.
0: Well, that's what sets people apart in what they do, right? And helps them, you know, advance and grow and scale and do all those things. It's because they're willing to try those things and willing to be, you know, doing their thing in a way that turns out that that they're also a leader in the space because they've been able to do that and show up and try the things.
1: That's so true. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. so don't discount don't discount the digital product by thinking oh it's not really a product. It is. Um yeah. but also don't discount that it does take a lot of work. <laughs>
0: Uh, yes. Le- yes. Let's talk about that. And and is a great person to talk about that too, because she's very open and transparent, right? On all of these things. Yes. And it's not like, oh, just do this and you're going to have a million dollars. Like, no, that's not how it works.
1: Right. No. Most,
0: <laughs> most people that listen to us now, our listeners, they, they know that that is more our style, but you know, it's always good to repeat it here yeah. and there.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, the other thing with, um, um digital products is not only, you know, the same thing we talked about with physical products, which is what platform are you selling on? And what are your costs going to be? And who are you selling to? And that sales page, it's a definitely a different sales page. Um, oh, yeah. often, I mean, products, generally speaking, are obviously meeting a need. Um, but oftentimes the digital product is meeting just a different need than say like a physical product is meeting. Um, Definitely. But it is interesting because Monica uses an analogy when we talk to a physical product in how she presents her digital product. So I think that'll be really interesting too, um, because I think you can definitely learn a lot. I love that.
0: Love that perspective. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And it's, it's really just, I mean, I think it also comes down to to knowing your audience and who you're talking to and all of that and why it's so critical, no matter what you're selling
1: or how you're selling it. Yes, I agree. I feel like we've talked so much about Monica. I just like kind of need yeah. to introduce her, um, already because she's got all the great information yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and
1: I just have all the questions.
0: You mean we're not just doing like a pre podcast of Monica before the full podcast. Basically
1: is really what just happened. <laughs> Cause I actually very much loved this interview. It was very fun to do. And she gives really good information. So without further ado, let me introduce to you Monica. Monica is a digital product coach for women business owners. She has an MBA degree in finance and marketing and runs two brands, Redefining Mom, a site for helping women thrive in both motherhood and business, and Empowered Business, where she empowers women to create financial independence through building six-figure digital product businesses. She spent 11 years working for a Fortune 100 company running multi-million dollar marketing campaigns with large brands like Microsoft and HP. Now she provides online marketing education to small businesses that are looking to build a profitable revenue stream through digital products. And now on to the interview. I am very excited to announce the launch of the UnBusiness School, Hashtag Legal's new course offerings. In our first round of classes, we've created a series of mini classes on the following topics, business formation, contracts, trademark, copyright, and terms and conditions and privacy. Whether you are a designer, developer, creator, or you own your own brick and mortar business, we will be breaking down the topics you need to know that can confuse many business owners. We've capped all videos at 20 minutes to make sure we get the most important subjects without all of the unnecessary legal jargon. You can choose the mini class you want, or you can buy a bundle and make a masterclass. We are here to provide you confidence to make decisions about your business. You no longer have to fear the legal side of your business because you'll be empowered to make decisions and will know when you need to ask for help. For more information, go to school.hashtag-legal.com backslash the unbusiness school. I am so excited today. We have such a special guest and that special guest, she's special to me. Um, Monica froze. Thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm always excited to talk to you. Ah, I know I'm hating on the fact that
1: I have not gotten a chance to actually see you in person in a very long time. I know (laughs) sick of it. Let's travel again. Monica and I have known each other a very long time. And I originally asked Monica to come on because she is, in my mind, like just the preeminent expert in digital products. This is what you do, who you are, what you know. You are so good at it. It is unbelievable. But your business has such has had such an incredible evolution that I want you to tell your story a little bit because I think it will give a lot of our listeners either inspiration, um, <laughs> aspiration, hope, or that it will resonate with them. But I'd love to hear where your business started and where it is now.
2: Yeah, well, I never thought I'd be where I am <laughs> to start. It's funny, the longer I've done this, the more I realized I probably was always meant to do this. But I always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Like I look back at things I did as a kid and they were so embarrassing. I can't even talk about them, but I always, I just was never meant to sit in a cubicle, but my dad, you know, he, he's an accountant, although he always hated it. He always told me don't be an accountant, but then I got my MBA in finance. So don't ask how that, (laughs) that happened. Um, but I worked in corporate for my whole twenties. Like I started in my corporate job when I was in my undergrad, And I quit when I was 31. So 11 years I spent in a stupid cubicle. And honestly, I was miserable the entire time. And halfway through that, like seven years into my corporate career, so I was 27, I had my first daughter. I had very bad postpartum PTSD. And I was pretty much just pissed off about so much that goes into being a working mom in the United States that I just feel like I was so underprepared. And when I started researching just like, the lack of maternity leave and all, all of the, like, uh, one of the things that stood out to me, 25% of women go back to work within two weeks of giving birth. And I was like, what? Wait, what are we? Yeah. I'm like, do we really live in the United States of America? And this is happening. I was just so wow. angry about it. So I started blogging cause I'm a loud mouth and <laughs> <laughs> You know, I couldn't keep my opinion to myself, so I started blogging this thing called a blog. Which, I mean, I guess I always had a blog on the internet to some degree. There were like geo cities back in the day and stuff. Oh, and yeah. Oh, I've I done all those. the embarrassing things. So. Me
1: too. I had a blog spot. I had a live <laughs> yeah. journal.
2: Uh, I. I open diary was a thing. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did all, but I wouldn't, I guess I didn't realize I was actually like blogging when I was doing those. So I, in 2013 that my daughter was like seven months old, I'd gone back to corporate very, very like not acknowledging my postpartum at this point. I put up a WordPress blog, which I would, it's so funny to look at how terrible it was. Because of that, I started getting oppor- I, all I was doing was ranting. Like I got on a national news spot because I went up against Gwyneth P- Paltrow cuz she said that her life was way more difficult than an average nine to five Mm. working mom because her her job just so you know was unpredictable never mind the millions of dollars like just her job was unpredictable and all the help (laughs) yeah so i had a few choice words to say about that and that got me on national news and then i got invited to the white house to meet president obama and i wasn't trying i i wasn't trying i wasn't making money off the blog i i really didn't have much time for the blog when i left the white house i was like hmm I feel like a lot of people want to talk about this and maybe I should make this a thing. But, you know, I didn't really know what that thing would be. So
1: nobody did then.
2: Yeah. I I mean, it was like everyone was monetizing blogs through display ads, sponsored posts, Mm -hmm. affiliate marketing. I hate all of that. Sponsored posts, I didn't like because I felt like I was at the mercy of a I I should just be in corporate then because I'm answering someone else's deadline. And display ads didn't make sense to me while I was putting all this effort into getting people to my website to send them away for a few cents a click. Like that mm-hmm. seemed really crazy to me. But I, at the time, I had transitioned in corporate uh, to the marketing department and I was running really large scale marketing campaigns for large brands like Microsoft and you know, spending millions of dollars from other people. And so I really understood the value of uh, where my time should be spent uh, for the re- for the return of where my time was going. And that's when I discovered digital products. And I was trying to think about, because my whole podcast now is about digital products. I, I was trying to think back. Drop about the name, there.
1: please. Drop the name.
2: Oh, Empowered Business. Yep. Empowered drop the link Business. as well. Thank you. <laughs> I... I know what my first product was, but I'm not quite sure I realized why I was developing the product. So my very first product was something called, or I still sell it. It's a family budget spreadsheet. And it was honestly what I developed because my husband and I were paid on commission when we had my daughter and it was not very fun to be paid. Well, we were we had a base salary, but we just never really knew how much money we were going to have month to month. And that was kind of stressful as new parents. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> so, <You think? laughs> yeah, I was just really itchy to make money and like prove. So my husband wanted me to take on contracts when I quit corporate. He wanted, I got a lot of offers to run people's social media and their ads. And I was like, I don't want to work for people. And we had this big fight about it. Uh, I won, of course, because, you know, that's what happens. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not going to. I know that I could make my brand something. So I really latched on to this concept of digital products where, Uh, you know, basically I took things that I was using in my everyday life and just started selling them online. And then I got really good at the sales funnel process. And, and I figured that I had a, I didn't really love blogging because I felt like, okay, I put up a blog post. What is this doing for me? That whole ROI thing. Mm -hmm. So I got really good at sales funnels. And from there I was like, now I need to feed traffic into this funnel and I don't want to wait for organic traffic because I'm really impatient. (laughs) So I got really good at ads. It started with Facebook ads, but I quickly learned that Pinterest was like this wide open market because bloggers had really flocked to Pinterest back in 2015, 2016. It was like the, I call it the open heyday mm. of you know free traffic. And so no one wanted to pay for their ads because they're like, uh, no, I'm getting free traffic. But I knew having been in corporate for as long as I was and how this all worked, eventually that faucet would turn off and everyone was going to need to learn how to run paid ads. So I was like, one of the original bloggers that even entertained the idea of running paid ads on pinterest which made me sort of an expert and then before you know it i was pregnant with my second in 2017 she was born in early 2018 and in my third trimester i was getting pushed by a lot of friends to put out a course on pinterest ads and i thought they were nuts i'm like i'm going into hibernation mode like no not happening but you know i also don't back down from a challenge launched the course and it really sort of put me on the map Uh, through all of 2018. That's all people wanted to talk to me about. They were begging me to open the cart while I was on maternity leave. And I was like, what is going on in my life right now? Uh, And that was really what I would say. Launching that course is what actually, uh, in my opinion, made this a business. Then it was just like a series of experiment I launched. So I've probably launched anywhere from like 50 to 70 of my own digital products in this time. Uh, And so it was just constantly optimizing like the sales funnel process how to get people on the top of my funnel. And then on, so I had like two sides of my business on the redefining mom side, I was helping, I had like products for moms. So the budget spreadsheet and how to get started. If you want to transition from your corporate career to work online and things like that. And then on the other side, I was teaching other business owners, like small business owners, Mm -hmm. how to be successful at Pinterest ads. So it was like this two prong thing. And they were both like equally successful, but I, I learned a few lessons along the way about hitching your wagon to someone else's platform like pinterest because Mm. that was a recipe for disaster in terms of being burned out and sort of on a hamster wheel of every time they made a change you had to make a change that's
1: exactly and they can i mean sometimes these platforms will make algorithm changes that can just destroy everything we've been doing so
2: sure can at the (laughs) blink
1: of an eye so that's interesting so you moved away from pinterest
2: Yeah. So that was, I, that was, so 2020, I entered 2020 pretty burned out. I I think I already knew deep down that I was, didn't want to teach Pinterest anymore. Like I wasn't feeling the passion that I once had, but I let a lot of people kind of convince me for a while that why would you want to give up the thing that you're known for? And I kept thinking, okay, I guess you could say I was known for this, but In essence, what I was really good at, which I think people didn't realize what I was actually doing for them, which was they would come into the course wanting to learn Pinterest ads and they had no converting offer. And I'd be like, what are we paying for then? And so I would end up schooling people more on how to have a converting offer before you run paid traffic, which I thought was logical, but believe it or not, was not all that logical uh, to a lot of people. I found that I loved teaching that. And because I'd launched so many products on my own, digital products on my own, I had a lot of expertise in it. I mean, it really did make up about half of my revenue uh, and I never even had to do much. Once I launched a product, it was fairly passive aside from, you know, we have customer service support and things like that. Once you learn how to drive targeted traffic into a funnel, it can really run on its own. I put it the wheels in motion at that time. I, by early 2020, I had had four Pinterest courses that were like product ladders, organic marketing on Pinterest, affiliate marketing on Pinterest, sales funnels on Pinterest. And then it went to the paid advertising course, which is what the majority of people knew me for. And, uh, and thinking to announce that something that not only I put, Oh my gosh, you know, 3 4 years of my life into it was a very built out course to just be like poof i'm going to retire it and walk away from this was oh it felt like kind of an identity crisis a little bit and so by mid i would say summer of 2020 i i just i'll tell you what what happened i was watching outlander in my bedroom at 2 p.m. with the shades drawn and my my 8 year old at the time 7 year old comes in from school and goes mommy are you okay? She yeah. had never seen me use my work time to watch TV. Like mm. I'm a, I'm a very hard worker, and she was legit concerned that something was wrong oh, with me. She's like, Are you yeah. sick? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not sick. And I, I basically had just hit the, hit the wall, and I yeah. knew that I, I got to the point that even if the business was going to go under for me making the change, it was better that I did something I, I really want. I, I just had to honor what I knew was right, regardless of what other people thought. And people definitely had opinions when I decided to move away from teaching Pinterest advertising. But I can confidently say now that we announced it at the end of 2020 and we launched our new product, which is all about helping people. It's basically how to validate, create, and sell their own smaller, lower, lower ticket digital products. Um, We're in our founders round for that. And the first launch was double any of the launches I had over the four years four and no. scores.
1: This is <laughs> right. this is why I'm a firm believer in quieting that noise. You know inside what you need to do. It's hard when you have a lot of people around you telling you otherwise though.
2: Oh, it is. It, it and yeah. it, no one wants to disappoint nobody likes to disappoint. Anyway, I mean, I don't know well,
1: your community. I mean, you've built a community of people who obviously relied on you for that. And so I can understand that feeling as any kind of service professional. We always want to make sure that we're serving our community's needs. And sometimes when our heart isn't into what our community <laughs> needs anymore, it's hard to make that shift.
2: Yeah. And you, I can even see it in me as a teacher. We were doing some live zoom rooms where you know for the founders round, so we can really like hammer in the content make sure it's exactly like i don't have any gaps in what i'm presenting and i got to the point where i would like dread needing to look at people's campaigns for pinterest like i just didn't want to talk about it yeah. and the feedback off of the new program like i'm not i'm like a very I'm not like a joyful person. I'm very like literal, I think. <laughs> and people are like, wow, you're just like, you light up and you're so excited. And I'm like, ooh, that's like, it's interesting feedback to hear because it's just like solidifying that I was clearly not very happy with what I was doing before. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I can hear it in your voice and just in talking to you, as I know you and watching your launch and your rollout, you can see you're very passionate about this change and, and this new round of products. Um, and so I'd love to sort of, talk about what that process looked like for you when you were creating that first digital product, that family budget spreadsheet, which I remember that. I mean, I know that product. (laughs) Looking back on how you did it then versus how you tell people to do now, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see digital product creators making when they're launching new products?
2: Oh, well, I think the biggest thing is that uh, that I see is people try to take on too much into one product, which is very common, you know, because <laughs> first, this is the evolution of someone who wants to create their very first product. They're like, I don't know anything. Nobody's going to buy anything from me. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. And then you convince them or oh, I. I'm pretty good at convincing them that everyone is good at something, we undervalue what we know, what we're good at that comes natural to us, doesn't come natural to other people, we go through this whole spiel, We I val- I help people validate using search engines because search engines by the nature of how they work, people go to a search engine like Google with a problem, and the search results offer a solution. And so when I put people through that exercise, we're like, oh, I, I guess I do know stuff and they start brainstorming. Then they're like, oh, I know so much stuff. I'm going to jam it all into a $17 product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> Not recommend it. And I also don't recommend going for like the big products first. You know, you, I'll have one of two things will happen. I'll have people come in and be like, I am going to put everything imaginable into a $27 product, mm-hmm. or I'll have someone come in and say, I'm going to create a $5,000 course.
1: Mm. And neither
2: is a good option.
1: (laughs) So So where do you start? Where do you recommend usually starting?
2: I recommend that people focus on one problem and one solution, like a very linear path for their first product. And then from there we talk about, okay, you can have one enhancement for an order bump. And then from there, we'll talk about one upsell, which upsells to me, they come after the checkout process and it's a new decision-making process, but it, it would take them to the next level. So it's solving another problem, but it's a logical flow that that's the next problem they would have after completing the first product.
1: That so makes. an enhancement, Um. let's can, do you mind defining what you mean? Because there might be some yeah. people listening who are like, I don't even know what she's talking about. Oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'll give it, I'll just, I'll give an example. Uh, let me think of like my best, like a, one that would make a lot of sense. Um. I guess we'll just, the family budget spreadsheet I've sold for, Five years now. It's $17. It always has been. On um, the order bump for that. So, like the enhancement for that is a holiday planning spreadsheet. I believe it, and lots of people select that button. <laughs> and it had in one year when I put that, I think it was 2019 that I added the order bump. And it's only a seven dollar order bump. It made 34000 dollars which kind of wow.
1: Moved. Oh my gosh.
2: Yeah, we do a lot of volume apparently. <laughs> More than yeah. I a pulse on. So that's the enhancement for it. There's that's not a new decision-making process. It's just like an enhancement to add on. And then the upsell, which I've really, I don't really focus on budgeting anymore, but if, if I was focusing on budgeting, the upsell would be something like a, a mini course, like mm. a $97 mini course on, and it would be a very defined objective, like maybe how to create uh, the snowball, like your snowball mm. effect for paying off debt, like, and all of this, like the first digital product, most of the people who I teach, they are teaching from something that they've or like they've done themselves. And it doesn't even have a lot of people come in and think they have to be like formally trained. Now, granted, I do have my my MBA in finance, but I've I've gotta be honest, the family budget spreadsheet ha- like I didn't use that knowledge to create it. Uh, It was just, well, maybe I used some of my Excel skills to create it. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) aside from that, it was really just born out of a need for the fact that we, what happened was when my, I was very pregnant with my first daughter and my husband missed his commission mark and we, it just threw everything in our budget off. And it was scary because we were about to have a baby and like we were short one month and that never happened to me before. And so we created it out of a need. And then when I was deciding in two thousand and sixteen, when I was just itching to launch a product and get out of like the blog post spiral of like every week I put put up a blog post and it doesn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was thinking about what it i I actually just talked about this on my podcast because, at the time, I was building a community of working moms. Like That's what Redefining Mom was about. So I had all these working moms, and they saw that I quit my corporate job. And and it was one of these interesting things because I was so outspoken about a woman's right to work. And they're like, wait, you quit? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I quit to build a business. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wait a minute. So I want to do that. So I, I, I started getting a lot of questions about it. And so I didn't really know what product to to give them. I was like, I, I haven't been building my own business long enough to help them you know, I wasn't like an expert in it yet. And so I was like, well, what did I need to be able to quit corporate? Well, what I needed, it was a budget because I had to actually make a compelling argument to my husband that we weren't going to go completely broke if I quit yeah. my job. So I used our family budget spreadsheet to do that. So I was like, well, this seems like if this helped me, this would help my moms. And it did.
1: And that goes along with your advice of the one problem, one solution. Right. Yes. I love that. So it's so clear. It's so obvious what The problem is that you are, you know, essentially trying to answer and the solution that is easy and accessible when you're at least starting off for your audience. Yeah, that's incredible. So we have our one problem, one, our solution. We figure out what that product looks like, um, either on your own or with help from someone like Monica, who can kind of guide you to make sure you're not putting the kitchen sink into it. I love the advice about the enhancements and the upsells because that's just extra money that can come in hopefully. <laughs> um, yeah. Where do you go from there though? So you launch it, you create it, you have this incredible product, you know, you fit that one problem, one solution framework. I hear you talk about sales funnels and this mm-hmm. I think is so overwhelming. And it seems to me from what you're saying, it's, it's your process. It's like what you've done. It's why you, one of the biggest reasons, besides the fact that you have wonderful products, but you need eyeballs to buy those wonderful products. So can you talk a little bit about that sales funnel process?
2: In your business, you're either going to pay with time or you're going to pay with money, right? So you're either going to spend time trying to get free leads to you through things like blogging and ranking on Google and getting free SEO and stuff like that. That's a lot of time. Or you're going to pay something like Facebook to drive a lot of leads to you. Like, So those are your two options in terms of getting people to come to you. A sales funnel is actually so simple. And people, I don't know why people overcomplicate it. I actually they're
1: terrifying. Sales, they're I, terrifying.
2: I see them everywhere I go. Actually, in my course, I give an example of a physical store sales funnel. And I gave the example of uh, in the summer, I we started biking a lot. And I, I had a mountain bike and it was so uncomfortable. And I'm like, I'm an old woman now. So where's one of those like sit-up bikes, right? Like <laughs> they're called gazelle bikes, I found out. And I was like, I need the old woman bike, like pronto. I'm not doing this hunched (laughs) over thing anymore. And so a sales funnel in that regard was, okay, I had a problem. I had a very uncomfortable bike and my kids wanted to go on bike rides and I needed to solve that. So I went to Google and said, uh, bike store, show me bike stores. And I, there was a bike store around the corner from me. Who would have thought I went to the bike store. I walked in and the sales guy comes up to me and I was like, so I need a bike. Here's what I need. And now it was his job to educate me on the sale. Like what, here are my problems, dude. Please tell me what kind of bike I need. So he educates me. And then I'm like, perfect. I bought the gazelle bike. And then I was like, you know, my daughter's going to be in the next level bike by next summer. So can I have your card? Cause I'll come back and be a repeat customer. That's Mm -hmm. a customer journey. Like that is in a nutshell, like we do this every day with things. It's no different than a digital product. So to equate that to a digital product, you go to Google and say, I guess we'll just stick on the the family budget spreadsheet. And mm-hmm. I need to be able to project out my paychecks. Like I need to be able to understand my cash flow for the year, uh, especially if you're paid inconsistently, uh, like commission. So you put mm-hmm. that problem into Google, and my sales page comes up for the family budget spreadsheet on that sales page. I'm educating you just like my friend Mike in the bike store did about all the features of the spreadsheet and why it's going to solve your number one problem. And they're like, perfect. So I'm going to buy it then i'm going to deliver the product to you and then you're going to be on my email list and i am going to tell you about all these other products i have that can make your life so much better and then you'll keep buying stuff from me and it will be a wonderful relationship that's like in a nutshell what like.
1: my gosh. gosh you it's make just, it sound accessible monica
2: <laughs> it is it's just the it's just a simple it's the buyer's journey it's how someone finds you to when they end up paying you money like that's all it is
1: that's that's just that feel i mean for me i will tell you as an individual who is just uh, marketing is so outside my wheelhouse it's not what i do it's just it it was always my sticking point of just being able to even put it into such an accessible framework so thank you because that that just feels doable like something i could actually do as someone who is terrified of marketing <laughs>
2: Yeah. And when you think about it too, like, uh, you know, ranking on Google is not the easiest thing in the world because that takes a lot of time for you to build up SEO juice and all that stuff. So I will say that I do rank a lot on Google now, but I've also had, you know, my website's been out there for a, a while. So I've had a while for Google to get to like me. But on top, you know, I can, I get people all the time that say, do I need a whole website to sell a digital product? No, you need one sales funnel and Mm. then you drive targeted leads through paid advertising to it. Done. Like it's really not that complicated.
1: That's incredible. I, I need you to tell everyone the resources um, that you're offering, because I feel like you have made a topic that. I think terrifies a lot of people and frankly feels overwhelming. It feels very accessible. Um, I, I, I definitely, I know you mentioned empowered business for the podcast.
2: Yeah. Is
1: that, th- that's also the name of the rest of your products around this.
2: It It is after my daughter caught me laying on, on the bed watching outlander, which is a great show, by the way, I totally recommend it. Um, <laughs> I decided that, well, if my seven year old knows something's wrong, then maybe I should get out of bed and do something about it. So I got this huge, yeah huge sticky note (laughs) pad and i we i finally had gotten an office we built a house this summer which was a huge achievement and so i went on my office floor that still didn't have a desk with this huge sticky note and i started mapping out a whole new product line and there was a couple things that came to mind one i really needed to have like stable recurring revenue so we launched a template membership so that's like the done for you templates like sales page templates Uh, social media, graphic templates. And there's, we call them toolboxes and they come out every month and um, we offer monthly and six month membership for that. So that was the first product we launched and it was called Empowered Business Box. Then the next layer of that is what I'm working on right now. We're in the founders round of it. It's called the Empowered Business Lab. And that's essentially going to be our signature program moving forward. And that teaches everything from validating it, creating it, the sales funnel to sell it, and then how you drive traffic to it, that's all covered in that program. And then we'll see, I I have high hopes that there will be one more called the Empowered Business Club. And that will be how you actually, because really a digital product in my mind is one, one sales funnel is like a revenue stream, but that doesn't necessarily make a business. So the, the club in my mind will be where you actually take your digital products and you make it into a full-fledged digital product business.
1: Uh, I have no doubt in my mind that you will, if you, if you will it, you will, it will happen. I know <laughs> you.
2: <laughs> it, it's likely it will happen.
1: <laughs> You've given such awesome tidbits and advice about, um, you know, the validation and the creation of the offer and the sales funnel. And I guess I would love to ask you before we wrap up that last step that you talked about, which is the traffic.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: if you have one piece of advice that you'd give for anybody who's at that stage or struggling with that stage, what would that be?
2: Like struggling, figuring out where they can
1: do it. Yeah. Like, where do I even start? I don't, I haven't been around for a long time or I've been blogging about something else or I don't, you know, I've never paid attention to
2: my mailing list. At the end of the funnels lesson in the new, in my new course, I I have like a, we have to have a talk lesson. (laughs) And (laughs) what I find is that students, they're so jazzed about creating their product And even they get the sales funnel complete and then they are like, it's not working. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, what did you do to make it work? And they're like, I hit it in a blog post somewhere that someone might find one day. And this is very common, very common that people create stuff, awesome products, and then they are too scared to do anything with it. So we have, I have a list of like 25 different ways that you can get traffic without paying for an ad at all. And it all like in a nutshell comes down to the fact that once you build it, you have to go and tell people about
1: it. <laughs> I mean,
2: and think about all the ways in a day that you communicate with people that you could be talking about your product. It could be in Instagram DMs. It could be posting it on your Facebook page. Like, I, you know, if you have the problem, likely someone in your network has the exact same problem that they're looking for a solution. The problem is people are just too afraid to put their to put the link places. And you can't be. Like you, you can't I always say just because you built it doesn't mean people will come to it. Like that's well, not the way it you works. You have to
1: sell it. It's the same way with your bike store analogy. Like if you just walked in there and said to the guy, "I need a bike." And he's like, "Here are our bikes." You're not going to buy it.
2: <laughs> right. I needed him to tell me like mm-hmm. to solve my specific problem with the fact that I was an old woman and I didn't want to hunch over the handlebars <laughs> anymore. <laughs>
1: I love that. That is excellent advice that I think so many of us forget that you actually have to talk about it and you have to post about it and you have to be vocal about it. <laughs>
2: yeah. I had um, a student who I've known her for years and she does essential oils and she has struggled with the concept of selling for a very long time. It just, she gets all the way through the finished product and then she's like, it it, it didn't sell. And I went to her website and she's got an awesome website. And I'm like, where do I buy it? I, I, I honestly mm. can't even buy your product. And so what do you mean it's not working? I, I can't buy it. <laughs>
1: that is so funny.
2: It was just hidden. It was hidden in a blog post. And I'm like, ah. you can't expect someone's going to read. And, and you had to scroll for like days to get no. to it. I'm like, You,
1: you, you can't to have to scroll.
2: Right. No scroll. <laughs> um, and, you know, she could have had it in her menu. She could have had it. But she was hiding it because she was too afraid to put it out there.
1: That is such a good piece of advice. Monica, you have given us like, I I can't, I, I could talk to you forever. You're, you're, you know, so much about this and you're so passionate about this topic. I think you're an incredible resource for anybody who is considering digital products. I, I, you, to me in my head, you, you just like are the expert on this. So can you please tell our listeners where they can find you?
2: All of the products now are under empowered business deco. So you can go there to learn about the products. And then, uh, we launched my actual name as the brand monicafroze.com, which is where we have the podcast and everything. And to be honest, we should probably link to the podcast on empowered business.co. So I'll make a note of that. (laughs)
1: Yes, you need to, we will drop these links in the show notes as well.
2: Perfect. Thank you.
1: Oh, Monica, thank you so much for taking the time. You have so much wisdom on this topic. I feel like I'm going to need to have you come back on and talk more about it.
2: Oh, I would love that. I always love talking to you.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I am very excited to announce the launch of the UnBusiness School, hashtag legal's new course offerings. In our first round of courses, we have created a series of mini classes on the following topics business formation, contracts, trademark, copyright, and privacy. Whether you are a creator, a developer, or you own a brick and mortar business, We will be breaking down the topics you need to know that can confuse many business owners. We are here to provide you confidence to make decisions about your business. You no longer have to fear the legal side of your business because you will be empowered to make decisions and will know when to ask for help. For more information, go to school.hashtag-legal.com backslash the unbusiness school. I love her story. I love it. I know. Um it was really fun to talk to her and uh, you know I've known an, uh, Monica for so long. Um but I really wanted to find out like I didn't know some of the like little facts she gave but her right. information is super valuable.
0: Right. I really I met her through really through talking about brief transitions, through redefining mom ah. and and all of that. Yeah, and it's you know it's it's great to hear her leveraging all these things and growing them in a different way. I love hearing people's stories about that. Plus learning more about digital products because it's another way to run your business. So. Agreed.
1: So for all of our listeners who sell digital products, we'd love to see them and possibly buy them. So if you are not a member of our, we love digital products. If you are not a member of our Facebook group, you can find us at Fearless Business Podcast HQ. You can also find us at fearlessbusinesspodcast.com or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. I thought you were
0: just going to say we love buying things. (laughs) I do, I do, I do. As always, we appreciate reviews. So wherever you listen, please leave us a review. Don't forget to subscribe. And thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and share this podcast. Reviews are amazing too. Please visit fearlessbusinesspodcast.com for more information. If you'd like to connect with Jamie, visit hashtag legal.com.
1: And if you'd like to connect with Mary, visit the transitionscollective.com. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next time.